Welcome to the second part, part two of the interview with former A-League player Wade Decker. This has been a long time since we got the part one out. Uh, a lot longer than we expected. However, uh, due to COVID and various other things, uh, this is taking a little bit of the back burner. But yes, um, get ready, enjoy part two. It's been a while. We might be back. Hopefully you've been uh, going well in the lockdown. Hopefully you're keeping safe. We do miss all the club members. We hope to see you all again soon. Okay, so let's take this um, into focus a bit more on your faith because you are a strong uh, Christian. How do you find, and you've spoken about not only when you're playing at Melbourne City but even in the initial stage before that, you're just full on busy, you're travelling, everything. How did that impact on your faith and how were you able to manage that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you quickly find out that going to church uh, isn't being a Christian. Uh, and there was multiple times, and even growing up, um, I couldn't go to church. And my parents were great in that they're like, well, you still got to go to youth and even though going to those things probably didn't, um, I guess, make me a Christian, in which it doesn't, like, you can go to these things and still not be a Christian, obviously, but um, it certainly made me realise how much I appreciate church and the community there and my friends and people that are positive and can encourage me if I am down or um, just go through life in general um so yes can we pause it <laughs> yeah so obviously that being in a non-christian environment and being at box hill when i was young as well i straight away had to it had to become something that i owned and actually made the decision is jesus someone i want to follow or not because um, if it's not, well, it's quite easily. I've got plenty of non-Christian friends and doing plenty of silly, dumb things. Um, or, 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 they, or let's say fun things that they might think. And um, I can quite easily go with them. But yeah, um, I met Jesus. Well, Mum and Dad did a great job and my family did a great job in instilling that in me and wanting to be like Jesus and be a difference in this world. And so... Um, I had to make my faith my own because yeah, I'm not make uh, not can't go to church every week. So what am I doing about it? So for me, making that my own, I would listen to a I I did a drive to Bundura or so it was like forty five to an hour. I listen to a podcast most mornings of some sort or do listen to some worship songs or sometimes just listen to the radio. Um, but yeah, it really place emphasis on my own relationship and how I can improve that and then when I got to church it just made me so much happier because I got to be around a positive and great community I suppose a follow-up question on that similar sort of lines because um, you know obviously you imagine professional sports are not exactly a great Christian environment do you get many opportunities we'll say specifically and when you were at Melbourne City um, did you get many opportunities where, because you were a bit of an outcast, so to speak, you were able to share your faith um, there? Or was it more of a, 
people knew you were and so they sort of just left you alone sort of thing um it's a good question I guess I was always one to never really push my faith on anyone and I was always one to be like my actions will speak louder than my words essentially and so it wasn't I guess that I can't think of right now specific times I spoke to this player about being a Christian or not I mean there were different um, things like obviously yeah players enjoy going out and things like that and so I, I enjoy going out but it's like in this environment how can I be a difference mm. and show that I can have fun without all the alcohol and without mm. all I guess women around or things like that um, and so yeah just being a positive trying to be a positive person around um, yeah I guess I was a bit more of an outsider but that's also because I was young too and you're not one of the senior guys so mm. You just do your thing and, yeah, I mean, thankfully all the guys were so accepting anyway. A lot of them had different faith journeys as well in terms of some were Catholic, some were Muslim, some were this and that. Yeah. So they were, it's quite an accepting culture of it. Um, so, hmm. yeah. That's weird because I, I, mean, I had the idea of it wouldn't be as an accepting culture because it's professional sport and because guys, I don't know, the idea that we get of professional athletes is often not... Um, as religious and things like that so I, in my head I always thought you would be sort of looked down upon mm. for being a Christian but obviously like I said it's been more of an accepting one um, i got another question um, similar sort of line again so obviously growing up in a Christian circles um, and playing at Knox and stuff it's usually more of a positive vibe around churches leagues um, and coaches are often more positive and they reinforce you in a positive way what was it like stepping into more professional clubs where coaches sometimes give you a spray or whatnot. But what what's that like? Like, how do you take that? Um, and what's it like as a, someone that, obviously, we, we grew up in around the positive circles, stepping into that? Yeah. Uh, it's just this understanding who they are and where they're coming from and, like, that's their language. So I had one coach that would... F word was every single second word and um, I had to understand and just know that, well, that's just how it speaks. Um, and... I guess being around that as well growing up, you, you just kind of, in a way, come accustomed in hearing it. Mm. Um, I wouldn't myself say it, but um, yeah, it was, you just, I guess, take it on the chin and keep moving forward. I, I mean, in anything and anyone, if someone has a go, on, a go at you, or for my in my case, uh, yeah, you just take it as it is, trying to understand where they're coming from and assess it myself and where how I can move forward and you know well what is they say what they say is it true and mm. I guess if it's on the field generally <laughs> if they're the coach listen to what they say because they can see the whole game yeah uh, and so yeah we just have to move forward in saying that I am a confidence player so if the coach does have a go at me and keeps going mm. uh, like I do go into my shell a bit more mm -hmm. um, but yeah I do try to let it go move forward but that's been a time thing as well <laughs> I've got one that's kind of stepping away again from soccer still focusing on faith um, you and your lovely wife Danny um, not married too long you've got some plans for later in the year um, do you want to share a bit about that and oh, oh. how your faith is uh, not those type of plans Tim oh. 
can't be up, mate. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, end of this year, we're hoping, provide, depending on COVID stuff and what the government does, hoping to go do a DTS at YWAM um, in Perth, which involves basically six months. So three months, um, you essentially learn uh, how to be more of, uh, learn more about God, his heart, and um, yeah, different aspects of God. Uh, and then you do three months mission, which could be anywhere in the world. Um, so yeah, we feel that this is somewhere where God's leading us, and uh, yeah, we're really excited to do it. And yeah, see where see what happens. Beautiful. All right, I was going to move more towards present day. Um, so you're quite open about the fact that you're still pushing for another A League contract, or I. Uh, so I've done my research last year. You, you apparently you said it. Sure. Um, and I'm sure it's, it's obviously on your mind. You, if the opportunity comes across, I'd, I doubt you'd say no. Um, what's it like being someone who has been there? Obviously playing at like basically the highest level still that you can play in Australia. What's it like pushing for that? Um, as well as you're a teacher now, uh, full time, close to basically. Basically. Part time um, here, but, but then I do yeah, beautiful. So what's that like? Because obviously you've got a, a almost full-time career teaching, but you've also got your, your eye on the side there of, of mm. pushing back to that high level. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I like wanted to get my teaching degree, so graduated end of last year. Um, because now, I guess now I, it leaves me open if that was to come up again. Um, so if it does, at least I've got a degree behind me. So eventually if soccer then finished, I'd be able to go back to being a teacher. Um, so that's one key element and then thankfully in MPL level it is can, it's considered professional but probably more semi-professional so yeah we train two three nights a week and then games on the weekend um, because I've grown up with that I'm like accustomed to it uh, and so I find it pretty easy to be able to balance at the moment anyway balance teaching and playing and it's uh, some way else to just get out and enjoy myself, do mm. something I enjoy. Mm. All right, um, we're jumping all over the questions, but I was going to ask another one about sort of time management. So obviously you said you get used to training so many times a week, um, but and you have to make a lot of sacrifices to become professional and to get sort of where, you, where you're at. Mm. But how was it, um, I suppose, balancing... Um, family time and then obviously relationship you're married now what was that like trying to balance that with the fact that you're training three four times a week playing how many how many time or Melbourne City both okay Um, Melbourne City was pretty good I actually enjoyed moving to Melbourne City because it meant like in the senior team it meant I didn't have to train at night Um, and so a lot of my friends obviously they work or you know, have uni, and so they're generally free at night. So I actually enjoyed it at Melbourne City because I'd train in the morning and have gym and different things, and I'd be home by 3, 4 o'clock, um, leaving my nights free to, you know, see family, see Danny, um, hang out with mates, whatever it may be. Um, obviously, the travel was a bit annoying. Um, yeah, I mean, if you... You'd, if you have an away game, you travel the day before and you travel home the day after. So it's three days. So that was an adjustment. I mean, I was interstate for New Year's um, and same with Christmas. I had to train on Christmas. So it's like those things is what hurt me a lot um, because there's something I hold 
quite close to me and do um, really enjoy my family time. Um, so yeah, that was Melbourne City. That so like good balance, except missing out on like yeah Christmas, New Year's, mates' weddings, not being able to commit to things because we we're living essentially. You get given a month roster in advance, yeah. So you can't make plans, long term plans at all. Um, so that was hard. Present day, uh, I've learned to just balance it now uh, because obviously just through time, obviously with teaching, there's busy periods and not so busy periods. Um, yeah, it's, I guess, hard being newly married. You kind of want to be home more mm-hmm. often than not. So Danny obviously works during the day and is home at night. And so we're keeping you from getting home right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, hopefully she's making dinner now, but... But that aside, yeah. So that was that's hard because you want to yeah be with your wife. So COVID was nice because you had a bit of a break and could hang out more with Danny. And in summer as well, I don't do much, so it's time together, which is nice. Um, But I'd say it was more of a big adjustment for her uh, because she came in. She knew I trained, but then then living with me after being married and just realizing I'm not around like. Mm -hmm off like many nights um it was an adjustment and we had to figure that out um but now yeah she's come around and understands it all and um yeah now it's all right oh so, yeah have to be organized so we have apple calendars that sync so yeah, that yeah, helps yeah. A lot. i have tried <laughs> that actually I'm, I'm not very good at calendars so mm. got an idea Oh, I was waiting for you. You got another one? Uh, well, I was going to finish yep. with something a bit more fun. Sounds good. So we can get away from the serious stuff. All right. Um, now, I'm assuming you haven't heard many of our segments that we do on our podcast. Very good. No. I'm going to do one of the segments to finish, finish with. But what I want to do is explain to you very briefly some of our segments we run regularly. And I want you to give a, a brief review okay. of, what you, <laughs> of what you think... From from my explanation, Chris can help explain as well. Oh, first one is called Noisy's History, yep. run by Chris. Uh, essentially, Chris goes back in our uh, yearbooks that we have for the soccer club, and he mentions something that happened on that date that we're recording um, from the club, and then he also just Googles the date and just reads out random facts that happens on that, that year or that date um, in different years. Thoughts? Not bad. Creative. Um, Wait till you hear it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not brilliant. Um, Alright, one of our... Yeah, it's different. It is different. Alright, this is one of our best segments ever. Um, Actually, that's biased. I can't say that. The the segment's called Best Eleven. We choose a topic of items, objects, something like that. Um, So, let's say cars, for example. And Chris and I go through and we make a 442 formation. And you have to put the different types of cars in position and have a good explanation as to why they're there. That's creative. That's <laughs> solid. Um, I didn't, wouldn't even think of that. Well played. <laughs> the best one was our Macca's, Macca's items. That okay. was our best. Oh, wow. Feel that a fish was in goals because it's a last resort. <laughs> yeah, that's a good example. Um, Alright, we've got another... You know Dave Noy, Chris's brother? Yep. We've got another segment called Just Dave. Where uh, we give Dave a topic just before we start recording. We give him a topic. Sometimes he chooses it. Sometimes he chooses it. And Just Dave consists of he has to go for one minute exactly, talking non-stop about whatever topic we give him. can be as random as hats. It's usually a rant. Yeah, it's usually a rant. So the very first one he did was um, training a tyre. 
and not wearing yeah. like wearing the long skins with no shorts over the top. He had a rant about that. Wow, I heard he's a coach, so it makes sense. I mean, it means he can talk a lot. That's a good rant. Uh, we've got two more. Uh, one of them is called Timmy's Terrifically Topical Top Tips to Teach You. Came up with it myself. Uh, <laughs> this was a segment we ran last year, and essentially, it uh, what well, most of it consisted of me talking rubbish to fill in time. Uh, and then at the end of me talking rubbish, I gave a tip. Which um, was usually rubbish. Which was usually rubbish. Uh, but it's just something that I've learned throughout my week. So one of them was uh, in year 12, obviously, common room. You want to always eat food in the common room. So we had a sandwich press, and that was pretty much the only... And a microwave. Those were pretty much the only two things we had. So what we used to do was buy uh, frozen hash browns. We used to press the hash browns in the sandwich press. That was one of the tips. I do like a good hash brown. So. Yeah, you have the one of putting glad wrap over a bowl. That was a good one, actually. Puts glad wrap over a bowl of, like, cereal. Or a plastic mm. bag. Plastic bag. Yeah, plastic bag. Plastic was. bag. And then, like, you eat, eat it like normal. But then you've still got to wash the spoon anyway, so... Eat it like it, normal. So, it was to sa- so it? it's to save dishes. Yeah. Put a plastic bag over a bowl. And then cereal in that. Man, and milk gross. in that. No, well, then you eat it, you just chuck the plastic bag out, and you've got a clean bowl. Yeah, but you've still got to wash the spoon, though. That's the thing about it. Close, but no, don't rate <laughs> Alright, uh, and the final segment is called Shower Thoughts, which you have heard of. I've heard of. Essentially, they're just thoughts that I have. Well, the very first. It started was I had a thought in the shower, so that's why it's Shower Thoughts. Uh, but I'm going to read you maybe one or two Shower Thoughts, uh, and we just want your reaction. You don't have to answer them, you don't have to do anything, you just react. Uh, okay, so if you travel the speed of light in your car and then turn the headlights on, would they work? That's not my laugh, by the way. That's the chair croaking. That's yeah. good. Oh, would they? I don't know. There you go. I'm gonna take that one off. Um, here's another one I heard the other day, actually. And just think about it. So your tongue would know what everything you look at would feel like if you licked it. Oh, so what? What? I want you to picture your Apple charger, your little plug-in thing. Have you ever licked one of those? No. Would you know what it felt like if you licked it? No. What? Surely, this cardboard box I'm looking at here. You have an idea of what it would taste like. I, f- I reckon you could picture exactly what it's like. Well, this cardboard box, you've probably probably a cardboard. Is it? So you say if like we were blindfolded and we like licked it, you could, we'd have to guess what it was. No, no, no. So I'm just saying that things that you've never licked before. So like the back of this chair, see this that texture. Mm. You you've never licked that before, have you? No, I wouldn't have no, thought so, but no. you would know what it feels like by looking at it. Mm, you get a rough idea. Uh, well, all right, I'm going to tip that mm. one off then, and let me finish with a good one. This be good. Just reading. I oh, know I haven't got many good ones. The first one was better. Um. All right. This is a simple one. You've probably heard this one before. When you clean out your vacuum, you become the vacuum cleaner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could have got my interaction on that. <laughs> Took a oh, second man. There's a, just a confused man. Uh, no, oh. I had heard of uh, something about when Chris Noy has a shower. Uh, uh, does he yeah. shampoo yeah. his beard? Oh, his does bald he sh- head? Does it, well, do you use soap or shampoo on the top of your head? Uh, I have used soap in the past. Recently, generally, I don't use anything. 
There you go. Yeah. Well, see, we wouldn't know that being yeah. full heads yeah. of hair. Yeah. Well, actually, that was another good one. Was when you drop soap on the ground, does that <laughs> part of the ground become clean or does the soap become dirty? <laughs> it's a great question. Oh, well, another one for you. I'm just, I'm just reeling them off now. So you know, non non-stick fry pans. Yeah. How do they get the non-stick coating to stay on the pan if it's meant to be non-stick? No, You're yeah. just using <laughs> the old ones. Because <laughs> I know they're good. Uh, good I'm done. Yeah, I'm well done. done. Thank you awesome. for joining us. Thank Wade. you very much, Wade, Thank for you. joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks for up the time. We can now say we've had a celebrity on the podcast, other than Chris and myself. And Brad. And Brad. And Dave. And, well, we, well yeah. yeah. Bye. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Uh, thank you. And thank you. we'll head back to the boys in the studio. And there we go. We've finished with the Wade Decker interview. What an absolute legend of a bloke he is. Um, thanks, Wade, for taking your time. He's not going to listen to this, so I don't think he needs... We need to really say thank you, but... Just in case. Yeah. Just in case one of the Deckers listens. Well, maybe they might now. No, it was a lot of fun. Uh, mm. And again, echoing that, thanks, Wade. Um, hopefully, wink, wink, we'll get him on again soon. Yeah. Um, even just for another interview. Just yeah. maybe as a third host. Yeah. Big calls. Big calls. Big calls. Big calls indeed. Big calls. But anyway, yes, uh, thank you. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. We did. Um, and yeah. Yep. And that's it for us signing off for now. We'll be back at some point. Just keep an eye out on the Facebook page. Uh, or even if you've got it on Spotify or iTunes or whatever you use, sometimes they just automatically download. So. What, the episodes? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mine does for iTunes. Well, it doesn't. I've got us on Spotify, and it doesn't on Spotify. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got both. There you Jeez. go. I play it on both, so then, so then we can boost our listens. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I don't actually listen to it. I play it. Then mute it. <laughs> mute it and just put your phone somewhere. So else. usually during the night. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That'll be us unofficially wrapped up for the year. Uh, thinking of everyone. Stay yes. safe. Yes. Uh, enjoy it, and we'll make sure we catch up with you all soon. Beautiful. We'll see you soon. Are you gonna sign off for us, Timmy? Uh... Oh, no, I'm just going to leave it as something a bit different. Something a bit different. Because I'm going to leave it open because we want to be back soon. Oh, good. All right. See, All right, see you guys.